0: This episode of The Coach B Show, where iron sharpens iron, together we rise. Powered by the Island City Media Group, where the beach meets the streets. And this is your Hollywood radio show for personal development. And I am your host, Viliami Tuiva. Thank you so much for tuning in as we will be featuring brother Ken Quarter who is a community champion in the state of Idaho, the 208 in the regions abroad in Idaho, where he is bringing the fight to cancer. So many of us have a purpose. So many of us have a calling. So many of us have the opportunity to make an impact and a positive impact in that in the world. In that, we have Ken Corder this evening just showing us what it is to figure things out from his childhood all the way up to where he is today as the director of the American Cancer Society in Boise, Idaho. I hope you enjoy the episode of this show and all of the life lessons it is that Ken Quarter will be offering for your consideration and your boy, Coach V. Until next time, I will see you again soon. And now, a word from our sponsor. My Free Pharmacy is the future of pharmacy today. We are a membership-based pharmacy, headquartered in Ohio, and we ship door-to-door
1: for your monthly prescription. MyFreePharmacy offers 91% of the most prescribed
0: generic medications in the U.S. 87% of all prescriptions in America are filled with generic medication. At MyFreePharmacy, we are laser-focused on delivering medications Americans actually use. For a monthly subscription of $19.95 for
1: individuals or $29.95 for households, we can ship all your generic medication with no shipping costs. Call us for a free analysis on how we can save your company or organization up to 40 to 60 percent. Sign up today at myfreepharmacy.com forward slash join and get your generic prescriptions oh, yeah. free with a paid monthly membership.
0: Visit myfreepharmacy.com forward slash join and start saving today. Welcome to the Coach V Show, your Hollywood radio show for personal development with expert insights and interviews to help you, me, and we work to be our best and live our best life. Offering for your consideration through our featured guests and some of the insights it is that I offer that I have brought to Fortune 1,500 and 100 companies across the nation and currently coaching, teaching, and training in eight markets around the country today here on Island City where the beach meets the streets, we are so excited to have bro- brother Kenneth Corder. And he goes by Ken. Everybody in the 2 calls him Ken, but he's Kenneth Corder. And Ken is the Idaho State Director for the American Cancer Society. As a society re-emerges in Idaho after a three-year hiatus. He is responsible for the vision and the strategy and the overall state operations. Prior to his current role, prominent career stops have included acting as the regional business development manager for a $4 billion credit union, director of public uh, information and also in education, and outreach for the Idaho Office of Highway Safety, and I've been to the Safety Summit with Brother Ken in the past, and then serving as a community liaison for the City of Meridian mayor's staff and spending 15 years in the um, elementary classroom. It was the latter when Ken found a passion for developing youth. He has been a youth football coach for more than a decade and was instrumental in expanding the teen-led Meridian Mayor's Youth Advisory Council to become the largest in the country. Career highlights include launching the nation's first government platform for nextdoor.com spearheading an award-winning rebrand of the Idaho transportation department's behavioral programs, winning the Idaho governor's brightest star award with the mayor's youth council and creation of the city of Meridian's do the right, uh, do the right day of compassion born and raised in the 408 shout out San Jose Ken and his wife Megan have five children. Luke uh, relocated to Meridian, Idaho in 2006, spending time with his children and attending the multitude of athletic events, just like the two of do. We got four sports this fall weight training, hiking, gardening, uh, river rafting, and exploring the gem state of Idaho. Welcome to the Coach V show, Ken Corder. Brother Ken, welcome to the Coach V show. Coach, it's wonderful to be with you, sir. Man, love the energy. Let's get going, Coach. Let's roll, baby. Hey, so start us off. Let's talk about your Genesis point, being a Cali boy, surfer boy, San Jose. Let's start there in the very beginning. Tell to tell us what the, the beginnings are and the Genesis point for Ken Corder.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, Coach, like you mentioned, born and raised in the four hundred eight still have all of my family out there in san jose i'm the lone wolf who moved out here to idaho so much love to california all my friends and family out there uh you know coach tremendous childhood you know living uh, living in, in san jose in the the 70s 80s and 90s yeah i just aged myself a little bit uh was phenomenal you know it was a unified community we had the beach over the mountain so i grew mm. up surfing the waves of santa cruz body surfing uh skimboarding chasing the girls at the beach boardwalk you name it i had a great childhood there Um, uh, you know i mean it, it wasn't all perfect uh, you know there was a lot of challenges along the way i had some health stuff as a kid uh, but those are all the ingredients uh of mm. what you do now coach so yeah phenomenal childhood uh I went to high school out there, college, and then made the move out here after I
0: followed some of my brothers out here. That's awesome. Introduce us, your parents, your siblings, how many siblings, and let's start with elementary school, junior high. Where did you go?
1: Certainly. Yeah. So first off, I, uh, I'm I'm junior, so I was born to Ken and Pat Quarter, um, Tremendous parents. If my mom hadn't passed this last year, they'd still be married. So what a tremendous example for me and my sister. Uh, I was born with a sister as well. So my sister, two amazing parents who did the best they possibly could to bring us up. uh, Stable home. I mean, I'm one of the blessed ones, Coach. Uh, As an early guy, uh, I I went to Allen Elementary School right there in San Jose. Yeah, Um, Loved it. I'll tell you what, I was the awkward kid in, in elementary school, Coach. I was the tallest kid. Always the tallest kid, you know. You're always in, in the in the back row on the on the school photos. I had the, the the coke bottle glasses, the weird haircut. I just wasn't. I was a little awkward in my own skin, uh, which now I mean I love being the big guy and you know being that. But it, but it was awkward, coach. You know. Now you coach you you couple that with the fact that in the '80s, what were we all wearing? Man, I was wearing the Michael Jackson red jacket with the zippers. I see you. Pants. I see you. A little awkward, man, you know, <laughs> so, uh, you know but, but luckily I had an older sister who gave me a roadmap to uh, what was cool or or at least helped me, you know, acclimate to, uh, you know, to the culture at the time. So she paved the way a little bit. Yeah. So after elementary, I went to John Steinbeck Middle School. And coach, I'll tell you what, man, that's right when the skateboard culture hit uh cali and the world and so man i wanted to be the next tony hawk steve Mm -hmm. caballero mike mcgill and so man i was mr bones brigade skateboarder all the way and uh your boy can even skate to this
0: day coach i see
1: five two thirty and i could still do an ollie a grind a drop in on a half pipe you name it (laughs)
0: wow that's awesome
1: yeah man so yeah no great great childhood um High school, I'll tell you what, high school coach, I'll tell you, uh, as I look back on my life, high school is really where I cut my teeth in terms of having a little bit of confidence about myself. I wasn't the most confident kid growing up. And so I look back and that's really a a starting point for for my career, you know, was starting to believe in myself a little bit, you know, instead of uh, basing, you know, my, my own personal thoughts on shame. Mm. So, so so, you know, I certainly grew a little
0: bit uh, in that high school realm, you know. Yeah, and and so, man, shout out to uh, Brittany and Sam by Lala for allowing my family and I. So we just we had no idea about San Jose, so we were just there a couple weekends ago. Silver Creek Country Club, (laughs) holy smokes, that place blew me away, Ken. We even went to that one house. Uh, the Haunted Mansion one down in San Jose. What was that called, Ken? Uh, the Winchester Mystery House. The Ken Winchester me. Mystery House. I mean, made so much money because they sold the Winchester rifles, uh, you know, moved over from the Midwest out here and just kept on building rooms because of running away from spirits. And, yeah, I mean, San Jose is – when I was with Boise State, we'd fly into San, San Jose and play games uh, all the time, but I never really got a feel of how amazing – San Jose is down the street, uh, just south of Stanford University, just south of the city on the 101. And I really fell in love with it. Now, I really fell in love with Silver Creek Country Club. I mean, that place is high class. And so I, I really do have a different perspective of San Jose than if I would have interviewed you before before right now. So talk about your transition and now that you're a little bit older, getting more confident, talk about some of the life lessons that San Jose taught you in particular prior to going to college and all that.
1: Yeah, you know, I mean, I think the thing in San Jose is you take your own destiny in your own hands. I mean, there's, mm. you, you know, it's the Silicon Valley. It's the land of opportunity. Right. And if you don't bubble up, you know, you're not noticed. And so, I mean, you you take your, your own destiny in your own hands there, Coach. And so, you know... You you do that with with the people around you. You know um, the high tide rises all the boats, right? And so, if you serve others in that community, it's going to come back to you tenfold. And that's frankly what I did, you know. Uh, but it's such a big it's such a big community, yes, and it's so asset and resource rich. But you have to navigate that yourself. I mean, if mm. you're lucky enough to have a coach like yourself who can act as that tour guide to bring you to those resources, more power to you. But I mean, that's really I'm the first person in my family coach to graduate from college. Right. Right. In order to do that, there was a lot of the unknown in that junior year. No one told me I was supposed to go tour colleges. Right. 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 My senior year in high school, coach, I was I was a big time football player. I had all these D1 offers. No one told me, Ken, you should put a film together. Or, hey, maybe you should reach out to these colleges. I ended up going to college and paying for it, coach. Right. So, you know, so there was a lot of uh, of growth led by my parents. They did the best they possibly could, you know. But I also had to navigate that myself a little bit in terms of self-feeding. No one was going to sign myself up for college. I had to do it. So, you know, I, I wanted to take my family tree and expand it and be the bright spot on there. No disrespect to my family, but I felt the calling of my life when I was two years old, coach, and I've never lost that feeling. And I just wanted to realize it even in high school. So that's why, you know, I, I was definitely wired a little bit to, uh, to self-feed, find those opportunities myself, and then ram myself into them.
0: That's freaking awesome. And as you describe that, I mean, that that's an accountability that all high performing and um, high performing leaders have high performing culture is that you're accountable for you and that you figure those things out. Final word on that. Come on, Ken. Right.
1: Yeah. yeah you know, it's if you don't do it, no one will. And you can waste a lifetime waiting for it.
0: Real talk. That's some real, real talk. talk. Talk about college. Talk about college, going into college, and and what are some life lessons that you learned from college? Please. Well, get. you know, I'll tell you, Coach. The first thing that I learned, and and some of your leaders, I don't know
1: how they're going to feel about this. This was my journey. I'll tell you. Yeah. That. Right. I went to college because it was the thing you're supposed to do in the progression of your education. Right. So I go to college and I changed my major, what, three, four different times because I had no clue what I was doing, what the flavorings that I uh, had on my appetite, on my palate. I just didn't know. I mean, I look back and I go, you know, that's a young, dumb kid right there trying to figure it out, investing a lot of money into something he didn't know. So I'm not saying don't go to college. What I'm saying Mm. is go to college when you have direction. It's okay Mm. to take a year off from high school. But I mean, I've seen so many kids go to college because they're supposed to, and they burn out because their passion does not match what they're studying. That to me is just a recipe for a downfall. Mm. So I took the longer route to graduate college, but I finally figured out about two years into it what I was really passionate about. And coach, what I was really passionate about is I was born and raised into a highly uh, into a highly uh, populated Latino neighborhood. I was grandote growing up. Mm. I loved it, right? I mean, what a beautiful culture, Coach. Yeah. And so as I navigate high school and then I get into college, I notice all these beautiful, beautiful ethnicities around me in the great melting pot that is the Silicon Valley, San Jose, right? Mm-hmm. And so I studied that, coach. I, want, I knew I wanted to be a teacher at this time because I had a knack for kids, but I wanted to learn from all these different beautiful ethnicities. So I studied that. So I studied sociology with an emphasis on ethnic relations <clears> and <throat> learning how our different cultures communicate, how they rear their children. And coach, that's when my passion took off that's when I realized this is something that interests me. This is something that I can apply to the real world where I can make a difference to the real world, but also supporting myself. I mean, that's a, that's the recipe for success, coach. I love that. Again, I got to say this coach. I'm not saying don't go to college. What I'm saying is if you don't have a reason to go to college, hit the pause button and, and figure out why you're going there. That's all I'm saying.
0: No, I totally agree with that. And there's just a certain level of maturity that's needed to have that kind of freedom and to be able to have the discipline to have that type of freedom of going to college without somebody holding your hand, that you could be highly effective, efficient. And it just takes time. That's why so many of people that come back from the military after going to college and learn that level of discipline, consistency, respect, and ownership for their own life, they come back and they don't mess around. They graduate in four or five years. They get into a master's program and they become highly effective and efficient. So I totally agree with that as well. Uh, let's talk about professional life. So sure. you graduate from college. How did, how did graduating feel as the first person to graduate from your family How did that feel? What kind of honor did that bring? And then what was the next steps in your journey?
1: Yeah, great questions, coach. You know, I'll tell you what, it was, uh, it was a trail, I was a trailblazer at the time. And I I didn't know it at the time, coach, I'm certainly uh, well aware now, as I look back at my life, uh, I was trailblazing. And I was changing the family tree. And that's what I wanted to do. You know, I mean, there's, there's a lot of addiction, there's a lot of Uh, dependencies things like that in the family tree and uh it equipped me to change those and to change the whole scope and direction for the quarter family so coach it it felt amazing um it was amazing to uh to share that with my parents and the joy and uh you know one of my one of my favorite favorite biblical verses is to honor your parents Mm -hmm. and so i really wanted to do that with that um you know but it was the launch pad coach i mean it it was great knowledge i certainly tap into it now but now it's time to take the big degree all the education and get into the workforce and so that translated into my first job right out of college was i was a teacher's assistant at a private school Mm -hmm. and uh, fell in love with it coach i knew i had a knack for educating those kids i can just uh connect with them I think part of it was because I was a big kid myself coach Still Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but I mean that translated into a 15-year classroom uh career all all in the elementary uh, um, sector and I absolutely loved it I was able to really uh, develop some kids really strengthen families in the in the community and it was absolutely gratifying the the problem i had coach it was the the life logistics that are part of that which is my teacher's salary in the bay area it's kind of a shame to say this but i couldn't couldn't support myself with what i was making at the time it was it's 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 a shame actually and i know there's been huge tremendous strides with that in equity for our teachers and hallelujah for that you know right but yeah, right out of the gate, I was in the classroom. I was grinding with the kids, uh, and coach, I'll tell you something. You know, it's 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 a while gone. It's in the rearview mirror in my career now, in terms of my launch for my career. But those kids are now getting married. They're having babies themselves, and some of these kids were in kindergarten coach. Wow. And I still have relationships with these kids. In fact, I was just asked to be uh, to to officiate one of the weddings for one of my past students. Kind of. Wow. Like, yeah. So, but it was all about impact. I mean, that's when I learned uh, at an early age, this whole thing called life, this whole thing called a professional career really boils down to one thing, which is the relationships that are a part of it. I don't Mm. care where you go, what you do, it's all relationships, you
0: know, it is. That's right. Yeah. That's right. So so let's talk about um, what allowed you Ah, uh, to be so successful and graduate, um, and then now find something that you're gonna build on and progress and get better at. How how did you do that?
1: Graduate? Are you talking again from high school or excuse me, from no college?
0: college. Right? Yeah, yes, yeah. sir.
1: Yeah, you know, um, really, I, I wish I had some some magic uh, answer for this question. I'll tell you what, Coach, it was a series of events that uh, fortunate for me really um, drove me to just better myself so i mean you know i graduate from college i have this degree i'm now in the classroom i'm doing some amazing things with these kids you know i look back and and i i i'm happy i'm proud of what i did at the time i didn't know what i was doing you know but coach i can tell you along the way in the classroom towards the end of my career. I met uh, a beautiful woman, um, beautiful on the inside, on the outside, who's now my spouse. Her name is Megan. And I met her. She was doing some amazing things in her career. And coach, I knew if I have any chance with this woman, I got to level up. Mm. You know? And so it really took me from getting by to really wanting to be the best at something, whatever it is. And it drove me because I had to I had to lead my wife, I had to serve my wife, but she also came with two kids, man.
0: Mm. I had to
1: be a dad overnight. Right. And if I don't if I don't perform at work, I'm not gonna bring home the cheddar to my to my family. I'm not gonna feel good about it. And what kind of example am I to those children and mm. my wife? So right. that motivated me to wanna just I mean it just launched out of a cannon after that. You know, coach, I wish I could say at that time I was so motivated. I was, you know what I was doing, coach? I was a teacher by day. I was a drummer in a band at night. Mm-hmm. And I was, doing, I was doing great in life, you know, but it, it was it was very me centric. Mm. And when I when I brought on that wife and those amazing kiddos into my life, the blinders went off and I was like, this is bigger than I am. I gotta love <clears> And that's what I did.
0: That is awesome, that is awesome, and you speak so much about faith in in all that we do uh, together. I mean, we've been working together for years now.
1: It's been a privilege, um, okay. And,
0: and you know, we've done everything from the Youth Summit. Oh, uh, we've done the Idaho Transportation Summit. You know, where we're, you're with them. And then you're always talking about faith. Talk about the life lessons. And, you know, you hear me say it all the time. You know, this unmerited and undeserved favor for me has been enlarged. I mean, I work hard. I do have a certain anointing on my life that has allowed me these natural talents. I've had to to better it and develop it. But there has been so much of this unmerited and undeserved favor in my life that has really transpired and connected me to where I am today. What about that for you and, and your faith? How, how would you talk about the life lessons uh, for that that have gotten you to where you are today?
1: Oh, Coach, phenomenal question. You know, Coach, as I look back in my life, I see the fingerprints of our Lord and Savior on Mm. virtually everything in my life, from near-death experiences to meeting my wife to certain doors being shut or open or addictions being put down. I look back and I'm like, I could not have done it by myself. And, And coach, he was with me every step of the way and sometimes I never knew it. Mm. But he kept showing up in my life, even when sometimes I didn't want him there. And coach, I'll tell you something. When someone said this to me, it changed everything. The golden book, the book, the Bible, right? That's the book I'm reading right now, by by the way, because readers are leaders and leaders are readers. Right, coach? Mm -hmm. When someone told me, coach, that that book was written for me and not for us,
0: it changed everything, mm. in other words, say that again, say that again, say that again, please. When someone told
1: me that the Bible was written directly for me, it changed everything. The fact that Jesus would write this love letter directly to me and you, you, me, and we, as you like to say, coach, yes, sir, right? But when you can apply it to your life, I'm not talking like, wow, look what the book of Acts tells us, no look what the books of acts tells me Mm. that changes everything brother it really does it's like man he's watching everything i'm doing he's sitting right next to me and by the way the spirit just zapped me coach yes sir so so as i look back there were times i wanted to throw the towel in coach i worked for the mayor's office early on in my career i was a fish out of water and i'll tell you something i was the faith liaison for the city it was one of the hats i wore for the mayor I'm walking into city hall one day coach I'm walking in with the local pastor I'm telling him about my plight I shouldn't be here man I'm not getting along with the mayor's chief of staff I have no idea what I'm doing I shouldn't be here doubt 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 man he looked at me and it was almost like Jesus had taken the wheel in this man's body and said do not leave and when he and, and and it was powerful coach it was one of those moments where you'd, you'd go wow man God was like in that guy's body. Out of body experience or something, but I stayed coach. And wouldn't you know, it was almost like days later, I went from this unsure, wet behind the ears city servant to man, everything I was touching was turning to gold. But those Mm. were my fingerprints, man. Those were the Lord's fingerprints. So I allowed the Lord to take the wheel from then on and coach as I look back at my career man I've been able to do some amazing things I've had a lot of lessons along the way but anything good I've ever done is not by my will it's through it's through the will of Jesus Christ our Lord and Savior I just gotta say
0: it amen and amen <laughs> that 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 is awesome so let's talk about where you are now and taking on uh another passion of yours. Uh, because of some of the impacts that cancer has had on your family and as the director uh, there for the Idaho ACS. Let's talk about that.
1: Sure. Sure. Well, um, you know, coach, as you know, we've been in in discussions about partnering together yet again. And to your, to your viewers, I will say this, stay tuned. Big things are coming. Um, In Idaho. Well, in the world. uh, You know, coach, if you would have asked me six months ago, I don't know if I'm here. Yeah, so yeah. It's one of those. So I started in my current perch on in Bay, but let's backtrack a little bit here. Um, last year in September, uh, my dear mother passed, and she she passed on from from cancer. Uh, if she was here today, she she would tell you she did it to herself. She was a smoker, mm-hmm. and and Coach, I saw. I saw the beginning of that. I, I mean, I, I dealt with her smoking. I was a sickly child because she smoked in, in, in with me in utero. And so I saw the smoking all through her, her life and she tried to quit numerous times and she fought valiantly. This woman was a saint coach, love my mom. I mean, I mean, rest in peace, what a, what a beautiful soul. But coach, I saw the beginning, the during and the aftermath. Of losing my mom. Mm. I saw her on her deathbed. The day she passed away, coach, she was literally skin and bones. I mean, I'm talking literally skin and bones. If anyone's ever seen that, it's not pretty. It's not the way I remember my mom, but that's the reality. And so, wouldn't you know, coach, at that time in my career, I was just winding down my career with the credit union. You see, I was at the credit union selfishly when the CEO tapped me on the shoulder. Her name is Connie Miller. She's a big-time CEO in the Boise region here. She tapped me on the shoulder and said, "I'd love for you to lead the or lead these business development efforts as we um, launch this big credit union in town." Hey, let's do it. I did it because she was a mentor. She mm-hmm. had skills that you know could teach me, take me to the next level that I did not have. Mm. But she retired. So Mm -hmm. here I am at the crossroads, Coach. I know that the credit union thing's not – it's not the end all for me. I was passionate about it, and credit unions are phenomenal because they're of service. Love them. Mm -hmm. But at the time, I knew, hey, you know what? It's time to maybe look elsewhere. My mom passed, and then I'm recruited by the American Cancer Society. I mean, uncanny. Well, I'm also mm-hmm. recruited by two other large companies. I had, I had a great problem, Coach. I had three companies all, all asking me to come work for them. I mean, it's yeah. a cool problem to have, right? Yes. But ultimately, Coach, after some prayer, after really navigating, you know, what the next steps were were for my family, uh, it was very obvious the ACS is where I'm supposed to go. And so now I lead the efforts here as we as we relaunch in Idaho. Uh, we haven't been here for a couple of years. I now know, Coach, in my perch, as I look back, all the ingredients that have been poured into me from either the Lord or people like yourself or friends or people who challenged me or coached me or criticized me, couple that with my journey as, a, as an infant Christian to now someone who's gaining some spiritual maturity to then being equipped to, to know what it's like to lose someone Coach, I don't think there's anyone better to lead the organization in Idaho than me. I'm saying, it. so I'm here. I'm boldly proclaiming we are going to take Idaho to the next level because, Coach, people are hurting, mm. and, and you know what? You know what happened, Coach. A lot of people don't realize this. COVID impacted everyone in in a multitude of ways. But one thing people don't realize for those two years of us shutting down everything is we shut down cancer screenings. Right. Yeah. Coach, cancer screenings from the COVID pandemic dropped cancer screenings up to 90%. Right. So what you're going to see in where you live, where I live across the globe, my friend, is unfortunately we're going to see increase. We're going to see the increase of stage four fatalities of those types of things. So do I feel equipped to come alongside those people representing a global nonprofit and then applying it at the personal level? Damn right, coach. That's where I'm at. That's what I'm going to do. So I don't look at this as the ACS applying what we do to the masses of people. I view this as the ACS applying it to each individual in Idaho to meet their to meet their individual needs. It's a lot of work. I'm building quite the team to do it, coach. So it's an exciting time in Idaho for that. Yeah.
0: That, that is awesome. <laughs> so let, let let's take the multitude of these experiences that you have mentioned throughout sure this please. last 29, 30 minutes. And, and and let's let's now format that like what is Kenneth Quarter's message to the world? What would be that message? You know, Coach, I, I I got a few. So why don't I just
1: unpack them here a little bit? Yes, right? sir. All Please. Right? Yeah. So these are my, uh, you know, as as I ponder our discussion today, Coach, I want to give your viewers some value. And if they can learn anything from me, you know, who better to provide a roadmap to success than someone who has screwed it up a whole bunch of times. <laughs> right coach. I got to say, I read that in a book, the warrior book from my friend, Garrett White. He said that I can't say I coined that phrase, but man, it resonated
0: because, Me too. yes, sir.
1: You know, I mean, as you like to say, coach, a lot of, a lot of, a uh, lot of successes and wins in life, but I'm also not afraid to fail. I'm not afraid to try things and, and, uh, you know, and fall flat on my face and get up, peel myself off the mat and go again, you know. So, Coach, here's some some isms that I'll, that I'll share with you and your, uh, your viewers and your friends and your family. Number one, invest eternally. Mm. I mean, man, we are here for a vapor. And last time I checked, the Lord, he claims himself to be, well, no, he declares himself to be the great I am the alpha and the omega. He was never, he's never not been in existence and that will never not occur either, right? Mm. And so because of that, do you want to spend your time, your, your, your 80 years to 100 years on earth, you know, or do you want to invest eternally? So I'll say that first and foremost. Second is this, coach. Love is a feeling. Hey, that's great. Wonderful. But coach, I think love is actually a verb. And we need to love people even when perhaps they're not lovable. Mm. And when you do that, coach, you find your own love. So that's that's huge. in in my marriage, there are times when I love my wife, I might not might may not like her at the time and vice versa. and I'm sure it's a lot more for her, coach. But those are the times when you crank up the love as a verb even more, you know, and, and man, I've reaped the benefits of that. So love is a verb act on it. Okay. The next thing coach I'll tell you for, for you and and for your viewers to digest is I do believe people need to have core values. What, what is it about you? Like, what do you stand for? Some people will call that a moral compass. Some people will just say, hey, here's, you know, this is, these are the, the, the three things I stand for, but make sure you are at least aware of what yours are. So for me, Coach, mine are a little cliche, uh, but they work for me. Mine is faith first, family second, community third. Now, Coach, you're going to notice there's a very distinct lack of a word in what I just said. That's my job or education or work. That is not one of my top three, and the reason why is what I produce in work is a byproduct of my three core values, Mm. right? So what I do at home is going to impact me at work and vice versa. There's a yin and yang on that, which leads me to my next point, coach. When people claim they can separate their work life from their home life, good luck to you. I don't know how that happens. I truly I can't I am my brain cannot compartmentalize things and coach I'll even dare to say those people who say oh I can separate those two can you if you're a counselor and you're going to go counsel someone in the morning tomorrow at 8 a.m and you got into a into a verbal spat with your spouse right before somehow that's going to impact your ability to do your job that day it may be uh it, might, it may be a, a kernel or it may be massive, but I don't believe we can separate those two. So in other words, square away your home life to have success at work and vice versa. Coach, I learned this the hard way because at one point I was taking my own wife and family for granted. I was so ingrained in my career that simple things like returning a text message to my wife were driving wedges. Little things that I thought were little became big rocks in a bucket full of water that was making that water come out of that bucket. And guess what? When the water's empty, so are you. Mm. Right. And so it's huge to have that coach. Another thing that I uh really, really, really believe people can find value in is being honest. Imagine mm. that one coach, coach, another, another, uh, Another quote I heard from The Warrior Book, again credit to Garrett White the author is this. The person who tells the truth is the most powerful man or woman in any room they walk in. That's powerful stuff, man. Yeah. So you want to know where you stand with me? Just ask you because I'm going to tell you. Now, you might not like it. And that's okay. That's okay. But you're but I'll tell you right now, I don't have to remember the lie at the end of the day. Mm hmm. Right. And guess what? I can feel confident because at least I know right, wrong, indifferent. At least, you know, where you stand. It makes life easier when you tell the truth. That's yes, another with their coach. All right. The other one, coach, is this We've got a couple more. Sorry. Can you tell? No, no, this? no.
0: <laughs> it's your feature. Come on. Bring it.
1: Uh, 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 seek and share wisdom, coach. You know, it drives me crazy about the, the American culture. What do we do with our older folks, our seasoned citizen? What do we do? Put them on the shelf? Put them in a home? Don't tap into them? Tell them how cute they are? Give them a gold watch after 30 years on, of service? No, man. Look at what other cultures do in our world. The elders are the ones that lead the village. They are tapped into for that wisdom. We don't do that enough, coach. Uh, An older person is waiting to impart their wisdom on you. Just ask. And man, you know how much of of this we are asset rich in our culture? How many senior citizens are sitting there waiting to tell you the gold nuggets that can take you and your endeavors to the next level? Man, untapped. So tap into it, man. So I'll tell you right now, I've had not only... Just a heyday applying lessons I learned from older folks. It's a lot of fun doing it too, coach. And you know what? When you can actually spend a time, some time learning, you know how much value it brings to these folks, how much joy it brings to their lives. It's just something I think it's a travesty in our culture. We need to tap into those seasoned people a lot more, truly, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, coach, the next thing, this is something that I, this is one of the things that I do to raise my children, coach, in a world. I sound like I'm going to preview a movie right now, in a world. Um, in a world where perhaps we're a little divided or the messaging that we hear from our phones and from the media, etc., is, man, it's bad and everyone's evil and you're against each other and all these things. There's a little bit of a de- divisive perception Perception out there. So, Coach, this is something food for thought for you and in, in your your uh, your viewers. Is this kindness is a numbers game? What I mean by that, Coach, today you're the second person I've interacted with. After this, I have one more meeting. Then I'm going to go coach some football. Okay, those are that's four or five interactions I'm going to have all day long. That's it. Can I crank up the kindness? For those five, I think I can. Mm. So, in other words, to my youngest, his name is Cole. Hey, Cole, let me let me let me give you something to think about as you go to school today. You're gonna you're gonna go to the bus stop. You're gonna interact with your friends. Be kind. When you get on the bus, you're gonna say hi to the bus driver. They may say hi to you back. Be kind. When you get in class, the teacher's gonna talk to you. Be kind. You get home. You go to football. Be kind. It looks different in all those things. But what I'm saying, coach, is there's not a lot of opportunities each day to screw that up. If you're kind one day and then the next day, wow, you've, you've put two days of kindness together. You do that for a week. Hey, that feels good. You do that for four weeks. That's a month, six months to a year. You can build a lifetime of quantifying kindness. It's actually not hard to do. It really is not. So, each interaction, each day, they are not infinite. They're usually under 10 interactions a day, sometimes under five.
0: Mm-hmm. Is it
1: really that hard to be kind to people, to understand? And you know what? If you have differences with them, ask them. Talk about it. Don't just judge people. So kindness is just a numbers game, Coach. It's pretty simple. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's that's what I got, coach. And then last thing is every single person on God's green earth was given abilities, God-given gifts. And when you work in your purpose, in God's purpose, man, the outcomes are usually good. Don't fight it. Do not fight it.
0: I love that. So for the viewers out there, uh, number one is invest eternally. And so Taro Makuni here in town, I don't know him, but I I follow him. You know, he has a saying that says today is good. Eternity is better. And so when you said that, that's the very first thing I thought about. I love that. That's number one for the viewers out there. And and I say this all the time and you're saying it as well, is that, you know, success And love are a noun that work better as verbs because without action, love and success are just words. So yours is love is a verb. Three is, you know, your core values. And for you, that's faith, family and community. So core values in that each and every one of us who are listeners out there. I also call it as a success coach and a life coach is to know your mission statement. So then when it's connected to that, you don't wake up trying to figure out what to do. And if you haven't, you look at your mission statement. For me, my mission statement for the company is to impact positively how people think, how they feel, what they do, how they see things and how they say things so that they can now work to be their best and live their best life. Right. So I have a mission statement for my company, for my myself individually, and then also my family. And then that way, I'm always knowing the direction that I should go. So I love the core values things, you know, square away the home life. And I teach coach and train that workflow is designed by the 14 calendar dates, along with birthdays, anniversary and spending time with the people you love that create tremendous synergy and workflow into the work, work life, not the other way around. So we're we're right there. I love the be honest thing, which which is hard to do when you're trying to impress people. But when you're aligned and congruent with yourself. And you're being real, then you don't have to not tell things to try to impress other people, and they will appreciate you for who you are. I love that. Seek and share wisdom, man. That's universal. And 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 elders. You know, it's interesting because in a lot of uh, cultures, the kids eat first. In the Polynesian culture, the elders still eat first, right? And then mm. we eat we eat after the elders. And there, there's just a Uh, a protocol to that protocol and procedures in different cultures. But I love that because there's there's what I call an empowerment to success. Right. These vital, vital knowledge transfer keys that we can lose within the company, organization or team. Should we not tap into that or the best practices that they have for the industry or for our elders, the wisdom that they have to translate and transfer to us? or we lose them forever, or at least the way that they convey it, you know, the semantics and the wording in which they say it. Um, I love that. And then kindness is is a numbers game. And uh, my daughter made the volleyball team this week, and then I told her, like, if you want to level up, you got to serve other people. You got to encourage your team. You got to create an environment where everybody feels like they love being there and the kindness thing, right? And I asked her, how many people did you help today? Yeah. Yeah, first off, they're going to listen to you cuz you're one of the best players on the team. So if you're making a bunch of mistakes, nobody's going to listen to you. But once you are that person, come on, Ken, right? Yep. The fact that this girl is helping me a 7th grader when she doesn't need to, that's pretty awesome. And that creates yep. an awesome culture, right? And then and then um you know, live out God's purpose and And when I subscribed, when people were telling me I was crazy, right? Come on, Ken. They're like, you're going to leave Boise State? You know, I got got, um, demoted from being the linebacker coach, uh, uh, recruiting coordinator to be the director of football operations. And I started to figure some things out when I wasn't on the grind. I'm like, you know what? I have a feeling that God is saying that what you're – impact is shouldn't just be for 110 players and a coaching staff and a program and a community it might be for the world what a concept Uh. what a concept (laughs) and then for a person to believe in that and so every day i'm struggling with my own self-doubt but then when i do so the level of success that i attract because of god's unmerited and undeserved favor what a powerful list Ken, thank you. That message to the world. Okay, for everybody that I have invited coming on the show, we have done Leveled Up. So everybody gets the script. Everybody gets the script that I'm going to be asking this question that, okay, what is your message to the world? Well, well, there, there was a bar and Ken Corder just reset the bar. So if you're watching this and I've already invited and you're on the calendar for coming to the show, you better become, you better come ready because my man brought eight life-changing lessons Uh, this is a eight eight framework eight step framework there's a path here that my man just goes hey my message is this and it's just not general he didn't just wing it when he got on the show he was ready so i really appreciate that ken any final thoughts on this list and we'll move forward and we got about eleven minutes, and we're going. to Yeah, you
1: know, Coach, I got to tell you, it's driving me nuts that it's only eight. I got to get to <laughs> ten. Here. I got to get to ten here. So let me let me add two more things that I think have yeah yeah benefited yeah. me, Coach. Number one, be self-aware. Okay, so I, I say this to my wife a lot. You need to understand this is this is also known as emotional intelligence, Coach. Mm. But you need to understand the way the world sees you. Mm. You know, I say that because I'm 6'5", 260-pound, all muscle. Just kidding. It's a dad bod. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Hashtag real talk. (laughs) But no, Coach, I need to know that because at one point in my career, I almost did not get a job because the guy said, you're too big, you're going to scare people. Right, right. That's That's crazy. That's crazy talk because I'm a teddy bear. Right, right. So ask ask your friends, you know, for an unfiltered. How does how do you see me? Number, you know. So it's it's really key, you know, because there's a lot of stereotypes out there of of the the big oafy dude, you know. And I have no rhythm. I'm a drummer in a band, bro. I could dance. I (laughs) dance for you team, you know. Right, Um, right. So so coach, uh, there's that. And then the last piece is is this. This is something. Uh, no matter what you do in in the business world, this is for the business world now. If you are 100% in line with someone you're about to do business with, you you might be setting yourself up for issues. And the reason why I say that is if you need two people who agree to launch a business and they have the exact same ideas, why do you need two people? Right. So you want people who are going to challenge you, who are going to Mm -hmm. coach you, who are going to criticize you. And when that happens, do not take it personal. Have a thick skin. Because somehow in our culture, man, when you coach me, it's criticized, and I'm going to mutter something under my breath to you, coach, or about you. No. Right. People who say that typically care about you because they see something you don't and want you to get better. Now we're at 10, coach. We can move
0: on. <laughs> Hey, people laugh all the time, too, because, right, when I talk about self-awareness, I talk about seven aspects, right? Personal, familial, spiritual, professional, financial, relational, and mental, right? And I'm like, hey, Tony Robbins, I stand on on his shoulders. You know, John Maxwell, Stephen Covey, but they got way more than seven. But my ass can't remember much more than seven when I'm in front of 5,000 people, right? (laughs) So, I mean, this 10 list is great, right, especially if, if you can reference it. But, man, I always try to keep it as simple as I can, not because to keep it simple is stupid, but I think keeping it simple is smarter, right? So to having a 10 list, I think that's doable. But when we start going, like, 21 steps, I'm like, what? Yeah, Man, because I want to be – I'm always trying to be the master of my speech. And when I go up on stage, if I got to look at a PowerPoint – Man, that's going to really impact the energy and the level of focus that I can engage the audience in. But Uh, I love this ten. I love these. I really do. In that, um, Ken, let's talk about major projects that you're uh, launching right now that you can uh, share. Uh, Take about a minute, please. Absolutely. So right now,
1: um, you know, let's talk about the American Cancer Society. That's clearly what I'm working on right now. Coach, we're building out the board of directors of some amazing folks here in the 208. Uh, getting ready to launch the big uh, the, uh, the inaugural board meeting in September, so that's really exciting. As we uh, relaunch in Idaho, Coach, we already have a gala plan called Champions of Hope. Mm. Uh, we are going to be um, tapping into some some of the, the great athletes, champions of the community here in Idaho, for a night to raise the critical funds that we need to research and find a cure for cancer to improve the screening rates that are abysmal in Idaho and uh, surround the patient, the 360 of the patient with the resources they need. We'll do this by a gala and the community coming together again, the champions of hope is the theme. It's the vehicle. You know what coach, I'm going to have to come out and join me on that one too. plan on having some of the Boise state greats. Again, some of the local champions here, it's going to be a night of, of love and honor and remembrance and fun. I mean, you can have fun in this too and community Mm. and you know, coach, Idaho needs it. We need some hope, especially after the pandemic. A lot of people are moving here. The time's now. And so what happens between now, Coach, and then that gala is the service. It's that lump of clay. It's that service clay that the board and myself and our team get to mold. So, you know, Coach, there's a great unknown that's coming on, and I couldn't be more excited about that. Because the bottom line is this, we will impact the Idahoans that need it. There's rural Idahoans, Coach, believe it or not, who cannot get to the Boise region because they don't have a place to stay or the financial means to get there. Right. Coach, you know, what's cr- you know what's crazy, Coach, about cancer in 2022 is that your genetic code is not as important as your area code. Oh,
0: support. say that again, Ken. Coach, say that again
1: your area code is more important for your survivability of cancer than your genetic code and we are sitting here in 2022 coach yeah that's insane there are right. people in the far away in california across the country in the world who can be cured or can find a cure or get that early screen if we can find a way to get them in a car and get them 50 miles to their left or right that's insane to me coach yeah those are those are items that can be fixed immediately. And that's what we are planning to do here in the gem state. Very we have good. folks out
0: there hurting and we're going to get them in here. And get them care. Yeah. Shout out, shout out to the leaders. I'm always in I'm, I'm I'm always looking at how people hire other people. Um, especially uh NFL coaches, head football coaches at the college level. Cause I I have some insight and experience uh in, in that. And then hiring championship people, right? Shout out to the ACS for hiring a champion, uh, a community champion, and one that will really carry the flag, but then also do the detailed work, the monotonous grind to bring together two things, relationships and revenue. Man, uh-huh. you can find people who can talk the talk, but if they can't do love and if they can't do success as a verb, like action, activity, performance and execution. So shout out as we go into your shout out. Shout out to the everybody who's part of the ACS that hired this cat. My brother, you uh-huh. know, he don't know. He don't know he's half he's half tongue and, and I'm half San Josean. You know, we are brothers from another mother and and, and, and part of God's family. So, shout Always. outs. What are your shout outs? What are your shout outs, Ken?
1: First and foremost, coach, this is an easy one. All the glory goes to the Lord and your Lord and Savior, my Lord and Savior, yes, Jesus Christ, Amen. my friend. I mean, absolutely nothing without him, period. Train wreck saved by grace. Coach, but other than that, I'll tell you something. I wouldn't be here talking to you if it was not for Megan Corder. Right. A beautiful spouse. I'll tell you what, I, I always uh, refer to her as God's sneaker because she kicked my ass, my friend. <laughs> she did. She brought me out of, I mean, she pulled me up from the river of despair, my friend. And and she reflected Christ's love first to me. And it was because of that that I was able to six or excuse me, 180 my life. And now become equipped to lead her and the kids that I have been honored to lead in the families, et cetera. So my beautiful spouse, my friend. Third, uh, Coach, well, I got two more. I got to give a shout out to the single moms and mm. the fathers in the game. Mm. Because, Coach, as I see, as I navigate the world, my friend, there are so many people doing it by themselves. Right. last to I, You were blessed, too, to do it with a mate.
0: But I'll oh tell you right goodness. now, as I, yeah.
1: was th- I was thinking about this, Coach. My wife was a single mom with two kids when I married her. You talk about the grind. Man, she was falling asleep behind the wheel because she was working so much, trying to do everything for those kids. So shout out to the single moms and the dads in the game. Right. And then, Coach, lastly, selfishly, I got to say this. I am only here because I was fortunate enough to have mentors like mm. the mayor of Meridian like the chief of staff of Meridian, like the leader of the transportation department, like Connie Miller, the CEO who saw something in me, Derek Bowles, who changed my life. Coach Viliami Tuavai, who said, Ken, I mean, you know, people believed in me when I didn't. Mm -hmm. And I'll say a coach, I, I thank them now. My heart is full of gratitude for those people. And you know what? Those are... Those are the stepping stones to, to the next steps, coach.
0: That's it. Very good. Very good. So welcome, everybody. If you're just tuning in or uh, or just tapped in either on YouTube, on Spotify, or here on the Dash Radio app, following Island City, powered here by the Island City Media Group, we're on with the ACS Director of Idaho, uh, Ken Quarter. Uh, who is a great friend of mine and a brother. We have fellowshipped for almost a decade now as we move into 2023. Um, mm-hmm. We've got some big things ahead and just really serving people. Cause I know this, if serving is below you high level leadership and high level success is above you too. Radio and that's not because Ken or coach B says, so this is what life leadership and business tells us all. We have time for two questions. And the first question is a football question let's talk about your son man how's he doing he's balling i'm watching all his videos man interception is he as tall as you and then like where where is he interested in going to school in the future let's talk about that we got you got 45 seconds all right coach well uh, it, it is an absolute joy to watch this kid play
1: a game that we both have just fallen in love with um it's organic in that it's his national passion he is 6'3, a walking muscle coach, and I take zero credit. My <laughs> wife was a, an all world soccer player, so he might get the hype from me. The tenacity, speed, looks, everything good came from mom coach. <laughs> <laughs>
0: right, and coach, in, right. terms of, uh,
1: in terms of in terms of of where he's going, I can say this, coach. I, I can't name uh, schools yet. Yep. But the phone's starting to light up a little bit coach.
0: Yeah yeah
1: starting to light up a little bit. Uh, we'll see what happens you know I mean a lot of things have to line up to go to that next level. but as I mentioned coach he's he's utilizing the gifts that he was given. I mean it's very obvious that's a, it's a talent for him. I've seen him use it for good.
0: Uh, he's a leader and so it's it's just it's just amazing to be on the sideline coach. Very good. And, and here, here's a big question for all the hashtag foodie people. I mean, so many people, especially here in Northern California, the 916, the 510, um, you know, over in the San Francisco area, you know, the 408, everybody's asking me, man, how, did you like Boise? I want to move to Boise. I was like, first off, nobody in Boise wants you to move there. <laughs> Can I talk some real talk? <laughs> Secondly is, yes, it's an amazing place. Treasure Valley is, is just a special place. Boise State, in my opinion, is just not great because of the players and the coaches that have come through there but arguably it is a fan base that saw the only college program in the last 50 years that has went from a junior college to a division one football program. Mm -hmm. It has just been that town. Mm -hmm. It just really has. Right. So, but in that, here's the foodie question. Okay. I get off at the airport, right? I'm like three miles, four miles from downtown Boise. Let's go. What is the number one place I need to eat at in Boise and the number one place I need to eat at in Meridian? Where is that?
1: All right. Oh man. That's, Oh coach. First of all, if I could stand up your, your, your viewers and see that I got a little bit of a dad, Bob, with- <laughs> I see food and I eat it. Right. Yep. Oh gosh. So coach uh, biscuits and hogs is a new one. Where's that at? It's uh, it's in the, it's in, it's in Boise. Uh, okay. It's absolutely. Uh, Absolutely just delicious, unique uh, menu items. I absolutely love that, coach. Um, But then, you know, coach, I'm all about the, I'm all about the, the dive and i don't want to say like the dive you know like the restaurant dive and wait, I wait. Gosh, I'm, I'm teeing this up wrong i don't want to diss on this restaurant but coach i know you know this place los betos man for the breakfast burrito
0: oh man los betos shout out yeah, yeah.
1: i mean it's yeah you
0: remind me where los betos is oh they're all over the place now there's there's multiple chains now because before yeah. wasn't it just in meridian or Miles? It was,
1: uh, I know, Boise, Meridian, and Nampa, I believe. Okay,
0: okay, Boise, Meridian, and Nampa.
1: Yeah, but, Coach, to your point, though, uh, Boise's definitely becoming a foodie town.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, you know, Coach, I got to tell you, actually, uh, in my my opinion, the best burger that you're going to find in the entire Treasure Valley, Friday nights go to Meridian High School for their football games. I don't know what they do to those burgers, bro, but. (laughs) I always tell my friends there, I'm like, I'm here for the burger. Oh, and then there's a football game, too. Great. Oh, my kid's playing. Cool. I go out there for the burgers, coach.
0: Oh, man. I could eat a burger for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. But I could also eat breakfast for breakfast, lunch, and dinner, and snack, and dessert. Likewise. So thank, you, so thank you for that, man, kid. Thank you so much for coming on the show um take 30 seconds we're out of time Luckily, I I know some people on the show so they're they're not going to cut the show off whether it's on live on the dash app shout out to my boy Q who's the CEO and then also to Amon Green who's the COO and for hiring me a few weeks ago as the president of the company so we got we got 30 seconds give me a final final on being on the show coach I just
1: want to say thank you it's it's an absolute opportunity and honor of mine to to join you and your viewers i just want to empower folks the world may seem crazy calm down everybody because we know who's still in charge mm. everything is just fine okay i just want to say that love one another one love one we love, need to baby. love more my friend just love each other. All right. Humble yourself. Check the pride at the door. You're only here for a vapor. Just love everyone, man. Love and service.
0: I love that. I love that. So thank you to everybody who, who's Thanks. tuned in here to the Coach V Show um, and to for this episode. And every single week, Mono Vision Monday here at 7 p.m. Pacific Standard Time on the Coach V Show. Powered. Uh, by Island City and broadcast from Dash Radio, Hollywood Studios, Hollywood Boulevard. And so in that a uh, shout out to my boy, Ken. And for Ken and I, this is not just for the sake of just your success, but really for the sake that you be your best. In doing so, you realize the best of your abilities and that everything and anything that you dream, grind, pray, and work for can be achieved. This is how your boy, Kenneth Corder, and your boy, Viliami Tuivai, live. All about faith and family. Grateful for God's amazing grace. Until next of Motivation Monday, it is your boy, Ken, your boy, V. Until next time, one love. God bless. Peace. One more.